1: everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. Our show today is The Listening Mentor, and I am The Listening Mentor. My name is Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network, where we currently have 29 live broadcasts each week. I am excited for our topic today, which is What do you do, or what happens when your partner isn't listening to you? We've got a fabulous person here who's she's the star of the show. She is known as the Harley Street Stress Expert. She's in London, and her name is Caroline Heward, and she's going to help me address this topic, which affects all of us usually at some point in our lives. Welcome, Caroline.
2: Welcome. I'm so happy to always be here. What a hot topic.
1: <laughs> I love this topic. Caroline, before we start to jump into it, I want to spotlight you and for people who are experiencing stress all over the world, right? What's going on here in the, in the States with the hurricane and what's going on over there with the, um, uh, the value of the pound? there's all kinds of things that people are dealing with that are stressful. So how do you help people bust their stress? Stress
2: resides in the mind. It's actually when you're thinking and in conversation. So one of the key things that I do is to help you to identify the root cause and move you out of the mind and reconnect you back to your heart. When you're reconnected back to the heart, that means that that diminishes the stress that you feel in your head and it literally calms the mind down. And when the mind feels calm, you feel different and you feel better. And that's one of the key things that I do in terms of identifying root cause. And it's not just of the current situation, it will be a root cause of past situations. Identify the initial root cause, and through the work that I do, that releases the emotions and helps you feel different, and then you're able to reconnect back to your heart and feel more at peace. It's a it's a short journey, but it takes a long time from head to heart. Will move you into a place of relaxation and no stress. You can reach me on no more stress at live.co.uk, and I also offer a free consultation over Zoom or Skype, or indeed um, by call if it's easier for you, um, which I will look at one symptom and you will feel a level of calmness and your mind literally calming to silence and you will get an incredible sleep. Thank
1: you, Caroline. Uh, I'm always so thrilled to share this space with you. We always have a great exchange. And I know there are so many people out there who are going through stressful situations. Especially when you live with someone or you're in a relationship, whether it's business or it's personal, and you find that the other person is not listening to you. And what happens is, at least I've experienced this before I really started working on my own listening skills, is we start to get frustrated. We start to talk louder. We start banging our hands and jumping up and down and saying, why aren't you listening to me? And this doesn't help at all, does it?
2: No. And that's shouting for louder voice. You know, when we start to raise our voices, it's because we're not feeling hard. And so that that we exp- experience the behaviour of the voice gets louder. So then the other person's gets louder as well, and you get louder. And in the end, you, you're shouting at each other. And that creates stress in itself, because that creates a much lower vibration. And so that's um, a strategy. You know, I'm going to speak louder so that you can hear me and so that you listen to me. (laughs) But it doesn't help the other person because they feel on the defense as soon as you get louder. So they're going to go into this space of confrontation with you, which is not a great place to be. And it's uncomfortable for both people. And so when that happens, my, my invitation is to stop, become aware, and listen to the other person. It's like a disengagement of that behavior. They clearly want you to hear what they're saying. And if you hear what they're saying, then there will be space for you to say what you need to say.
1: And Caroline, I think they're great points. Also, many times people forget what it is they were talking about in the first place, right? Oh, yes, <laughs> I have that a few times. Um,
2: certainly when I'm on course, they say to me and I've said to them, you know, oh, there was something I was going to tell you and it's gone clean out my head. I can't remember what I was going to say and it was there. And it was because I waited to hear what they're saying. And then it's gone clean out of my head or of the other person's. So, yes, this happens. And you sort of have to kind of then find, you know, the place of what they missed you know what they've lost or what i've lost and sometimes it never comes back so it's just important to um to have a compassion you know to be in that space of listening as well
1: as giving really good points caroline again and and you know i'm wondering when we get into these beha- uh, these behavior patterns where not listening listening not listening listening then it gets to the point where people maybe the relationship is going to end because you've built up this back and forth pattern. And then other times people are so used to not hearing one another that they think that's normal. Yes,
2: that's very true. I can think of one particular couple and I won't say who they are for fear of offending them, but I can think of one particular couple that it's always a shouting match and that's just how it is. That's how they communicate. And it's not that they're angry with each other, they're, that's the way that it is for them, that one shouts, the other shouts, and, and it becomes, you know, sort of the conversation, the communication is that they're shouting because it's become their norm. But that takes a lot of energy, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of uh, concentration to get your point across when you're always feeling that you have to shout your points to be heard. So my invitation, again, is to move into a place of when you listen to the other person, what can happen is that their behavior then will come back to you. So they will listen to you. I know it sounds a little bit crazy because when you're in that shouting match, you can't see it. And it is about listening actively, really being there for them, because the reason they're raising their voice is because they simply do not feel heard.
1: And do you think it also could be that the other person is not interested in the subject or the topic that the other person is talking about, or maybe they're worn out from their day and they just don't feel like listening at that moment? Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, there's many, many reasons that
2: we can not be listening. You know, I mean, I remember... When I was um, uh, married, a long time ago now, <laughs> uh, he would go into um, uh, the fridge to get something and I would be asking him about something else that was unrelated. And he would say, I can only think about one thing at a time and I'm in the fridge at the moment. <laughs> and I would say, okay, I'm sorry about that. And he said, when I'm not in the fridge and I'm not sorting out dinner, then perhaps we can you can tell me when I'm not doing something else. So he was um, really good at telling me that he wasn't in the space to listen. And so that's, that's important to be responsible by communicating when it's not okay for you to have that conversation. But it did used to frustrate me because I just thought that he wasn't listening and he wasn't. Um, but then he was telling me what his restrictions were in hearing what I was saying while he was doing something else.
1: You know, Caroline, I really respect that because we talk a lot about setting boundaries and asking for permission. And I think one thing that we really forget is, if we give people the benefit of the doubt that they want to be there for us, we have to understand they can't be there for us all the time. So when your ex was saying, I'm in the refrigerator, now he's thinking about food a basic need you know filling his stomach (laughs) and then we we want someone to speak to us when they're not in their best mindset so especially if somebody's hungry i know with me when i was married as soon as my ex who was not my ex at the time would walk in the door be like oh hi how was your day what's new what do you want for dinner where are we going He's like oh wait a minute so we actually went to marriage counseling and i found out that that was not a cool thing to do you need to give somebody some time and space to feel like, okay, now I just left that scenario. and Now I'm coming home. I need like a period of transition. What are your thoughts about that?
2: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. One of the things that I do and I've done for absolutely decades is that if I've been out to a meeting or work, um, if I've been outside of the home or a conference, uh, I would come home and I would shower. And I would be in the shower for like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, that's probably not a sensible thing to say at this point uh, in terms of water shortages and things. But, you know, I would literally take that time. And that was my downtime. That was my ritual of literally letting go of everything. And when I came out of the shower, I would feel different and I would be different and I'd be ready for the evening. And my then husband used to comment, you know, cause he didn't, he thought it was really funny that I was in the shower for that length of time. And he says, well, what are you doing in there? <laughs> and I, you know, said, well, this is what I do. But when I came out, he was always observant of the fact that I had changed, that I had literally washed away the day. And so I was then, then available for the evening and to be together. And it was um, extraordinary that he was finding it extraordinary that I would have this ritual because he was in the bathroom for like five minutes. And I just as well, you know, he couldn't understand that I was there for that length of time. He says, what are you doing? Uh, I've done it for so long. I
1: didn't even think it was odd. And I think what we're coming back to again is communication, patterns of communication. And thank you so much for your transparency. I think if we put ourselves in the other person's shoes and we learn to control our emotions. You and I have discussed this so many times. When something happens, you know, other than some actual emergency, like a hurricane or something, but when something happens, we feel like I have to tell someone right now, it's urgent that I share the fact that I can't get the cable company on the phone, for example. It's like, no, you don't have to share it at that moment, but we can't control ourselves. We start losing perspective and then our judgment, I feel, is really off track. And then we take it and dump it onto somebody else. And so when this happens over and over again, you know, you're, as your work as a therapist, then people start to get defensive. The other person's defensive, like, oh, here she goes again, here he goes again. And then we start acting in a, in a manner that's not gonna be productive either. Have you seen this? Well, yeah, I mean, I've been subject to it. and <laughs> we're all human, aren't
2: we? <laughs> but when you lose it, say if you're making a complaint, say there's a problem um, with your uh, internet or you've know, got a problem with your telephone company, when you lose it, when you're kind of shouting at them and getting cross with them and saying, you know, this is no good. I'm going to leave you. It doesn't get the best results. And certainly when I've been in that frustration of not having great internet, cause I really need great internet. Um, all of the time you know and if it isn't there the previous company that I was with and it was frequently not there it was very frustrating and I would call up and I'd get very cross and and I would say it takes a lot for me to lose it but you know what I'm losing it because I really need this internet connection to be good you know and I'm paying you for business broadband but because I was getting angry I wasn't getting anywhere and so What I did was I would calm myself down, literally calm all the emotion. And then I'd get on the phone and I would just say, can you check the speed? Can you check what I'm getting? Can you look to see? Because they have all the stats. And they'd say, oh, yeah, you're you're not having good service, are you? And I said, well, no. you know. So can you do something about that? Is that possible? And it was almost like I'd gone into an intellectual conversation that – got me levels of compensation and it also got me results and so the the principle behind this is that when you're in the emotion the intelligence goes down and when you're in the intelligence the emotion goes down and so it's better to get a greater result when you're in the intelligence without the emotion as soon as you lose it by shouting or swearing or getting upset, they're literally in the place of wanting to help you. And it's not their fault, you know, so you have to be open for them
1: to help you. And so it's important to remember that they're human, just like you. Excellent. And thank you again for just making it so understandable because we can relate to the cable issues. I have something else to share. I got a bill for blood work that I had done for my physical, and it should have been covered by my insurance company. So I said to myself, we know this is going to be a pain in the neck. I'm going to have to go through this person and that person probably call the insurance company and call the, the blood work. And so I just mentally prepared myself. I waited a couple of days before I actually made the call. And so when I made the call, it actually got even worse because then we had to have the doctor's office involved and everyone's saying, oh yeah, it should be covered, but the right form wasn't sent in. So I, I literally made eight phone calls between the three entities and I was really starting to lose it. And on the final call, the connection wasn't very good and the person didn't speak great English. So I could feel myself, I was starting to lose it. So I just hung up because I wasn't getting anywhere anyway. I hung up and I said to myself, I'll pick this back up another day when I feel like I can deal with it because I'm getting the runarounds and I don't want to lose control of myself and nothing is happening anyway. We're all human and
2: that's important to acknowledge that we're here to have a human experience and it is about being in our emotions and things happen and it's how we handle them, how we manage them and how we, how we handle them affects us. So if we're angry, affects you personally, if you start to get angry, and you start to become irrational in anger and emotion, everything becomes irrational. And so when you contain the emotion, that's when you can get results. So I've actually had people laughing um, in calls where I've been making a complaint and they've been laughing in the call and they said, you know, this has been the greatest complaint call I've ever had, you know, because I've got them laughing. And at the same time, I've landed up with some compensation or a massive apology. And they've sent me a letter afterwards. And, and it's because of the fact that I haven't lost it with them. You know, sometimes there's some companies that keep you holding for ages. And I was holding for my bank, I went to three different people a few days ago and it was an hour and 90 minute phone call. And it was just outrageous to get one simple couple of questions answered, which shouldn't have been difficult. And and I just said, you know, I've been holding through three different people that haven't been able to answer my question for 90 minutes. I said, is that sensible? You know, I said, I just think that's outrageous. And um, I did land up with some compensation, you know, and it isn't, it isn't to say, this is a strategy. It's just that when when you're in that place of saying, look, this isn't right. This isn't the way you should treat your customers. There's a rationality about it that says, yeah, you're absolutely right. This isn't right and we're sorry. You know? And so when your emotional intelligence, when you keep your emotions down, the intelligence means that you get greater and better results. And that's the key to this, that when you lose control, you don't get what you really want to get from it. And so you lose out by being in your emotions. So remember the other person as a human being, and they're doing their best to help you, even though you're having a tough time. And it's you know sometimes if i was waiting for 90 minutes waiting for somebody to pick up a call because that's happened in the past with a couple of providers i've just had a shower i have put my makeup on i've had lunch i've done my hair and by the time i've got the, they picked up the call i said all oh, right you know well i've ha- done all these things so they've, they've been laughing you know so i've been using the time in different ways and so that i'm not frustrated because i've Dropped everything to take that
1: call. Thank you so much, Caroline. We're going to take a quick break and hear from some of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Stay with us.
2: Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to Story Garden. Your host, Diane Bame. I'm so happy to have you here today.
0: Diane Floyd Bame tells wonderful stories that warm the heart, spark the imagination, and unite people and families across generations. For children, Diane's Harry the Camel connects with all of us who've ever wondered how different our lives might have been if only we'd been born something better, like a wonderful horse instead of an ordinary camel. In the end, we all learn along with Harry that there's nothing better than just being yourself. (music) Diane's little girl in the moon looks down on earthbound children and wonders if they know she's just like them. A story of love, home, and the bond between mother and daughter Its powerful theme that we're each of us different, yet all of us the same, plants a seed in children that promises to blossom within a loving and trusting grown-up. Diane's new biography, Rise, recounts the experiences of her grandmother, Ruby, to reveal the hidden strength of the human spirit. Ruby's story inspires all of us to become the best versions of ourselves. You'll find all of Diane's delightful books and much more at com. Visit diannfloydboeh com. That's com The session that we
1: had with BCAT was really entertaining and enlightening. We were able to put together some very specific steps that we as individuals can take, and it was really fun to all come together and see sort of where we're going as a team and how we can all get there together.
0: We had a tremendous experience with the BCAP partners. One of the challenges that we have as an organization is to make sure that we have the right people in the right chairs doing the right thing. To do that well, you have to have synergy. You can try to dream up ways to make sure that your group does that, or you can rely on experts. We would recommend BCAP Partners to anybody who's looking to take their organization to the next level. <laughs> Diane Floyd Baimes' A Song of Peace tells the story of a young lad named Tommy whose fervent wish for peace on earth touches the hearts of his friends and family, spreads to his community, and eventually unites the whole world around making his dream of peace a reality for everyone. Sit down with the children in your life and share Tommy's amazing story of love and hope. Sing your own song of peace and invite the children to join you. Tommy's tale is more than just a story. It's a movement and everyone's warmly welcome to take part. You'll find A Song of Peace, along with many other wonderful learning and enriching opportunities for children of all ages, at DianeFloydBame.com.
1: and welcome back to USA Global TV and Radio. This is still the Listening Mentor and we've got a lot more to discuss with the star of our show, Caroline Huer. Let's bring her back. Hi Caroline. Good to be back. <laughs> Great to have you back and thanks for staying around through the break. Appreciate it. So, we've been talking about what happens when your partner's not listening and we've I think shared some relatable scenarios of things that have happened to us at what point would you coach your client that it's just not going to work you know they're in a relationship with someone they don't ever feel like they're heard when is it time to move on or is it everything is
2: related to self and so if they're not feeling heard externally it's because they're not listening internally and so I would address their internal world, which will then change their external world. And that might sound a little bit like sort of deep here um, on a Friday night. Essentially, I would be looking at what's not working for them inside, what they can change inside. And usually it'll be that they're not uh, listening to themselves. They're not doing things that they like to do and they're putting everybody else first they're uh, they've become a, a yes person a please a people pleaser and so there will be different reasons for the fact that they don't feel heard because they're not actually listening to themselves so i would be looking at what's going on for them rather than what's going
1: externally to them so they can change their experiences. That's a great answer. Um, Is it possible that two people just can't understand one another or just not willing to understand one another and then it's time to just move on? But when they move on, they're still going to take those same behavior patterns with them anyway, right? And that's why it's important to resolve them in that it's
2: not, it's not always about the other person. You know, when, when somebody calls me and they're saying, you know, my husband this, my partner this, my partner that, um, that's one way of saying that things aren't working for them. I can't help the partner or the husband or the wife. They're the ones that have called. So that's the person that I can help. And if they can see something's wrong, then we look at what's not working for them internally and where this has come up for them previously. And so that gives them that makes them feel more empowered and more in control, because when we're complaining about the other person, it takes us out of the control and the the realm of responsibility being able to do something And sometimes things don't work because we're not supposed to be in that relationship, that business partnership, uh, that role, that job, that, uh, that project, because it's not working for us. But, you know, some of us stick at it and then we'll stay there and suffer until, you know, we can't cope anymore. And sometimes when things are not working, it's because it's time to let it go. And when you let something go, that allows
1: something else to come in that might be more in alignment with who you are and who you'll be. I just love what you're saying. It makes so much sense. And I think also when we learn to respect ourselves and when we know what it is we need to feel heard, we can also share this with a new person we meet, for example, teach them how to treat us and how we like to engage with someone. And I'm pretty sure based on my own experience, I went from one relationship after another where I never felt like I was heard. And that was because I didn't really respect myself the way I should have. And I ended up with people who clearly didn't respect me either. So it started with me. And that's powerful because when you realise,
2: when you have that insight, that understanding and that awareness, then it's, it's absolutely rivetingly motivating because then you can do something, then you can have an effect for yourself and the other person. You know, and it can change the way that other people are responding to you literally by setting good boundaries for yourself you know if you're saying yes to everybody when you're not actually finding space for yourself then people will literally walk all over you but when you're saying no i can't do that or yes i can do that and i can't do it on that day and i can do it another time what are your other what's your other availability then you're working In a state of working with some boundaries that move you from allowing yourself to be you know in inverted commas the doormat for somebody and allowing yourself that respect for yourself
1: and the other person absolutely and as we've discussed before having been a doormat (laughs) another time in my life it doesn't feel good and you feel so low and so sad and eventually it can affect your health. And I know that you help people who have stress-related conditions, but they're not aware of the connection between them. Can you talk a little bit about that? And also your work with the chakras?
2: Yes. Um, When, essentially the work that I do is the psychology of the chakra system. And it's how the mind and body connects And what happens when there's an imbalance? And the imbalance is the symptom. So the symptom is whatever it is that we're complaining about. So if it's a relationship, if it's an ache and pain, if it's sleep problems, if it's anxiety or depression, we will know because it's in our topic of conversation. If you're not sure, you know, So if you hear somebody say, I'm not stressed, then they're saying they don't sleep at night or they've got this permanent headache or they're um, struggling with back pain, that's their stress. that's how it's related that's how it's releasing through them. because we have to handle it, and what we don't handle either manifests emotionally in terms of like things like sadness, loneliness, heartache. Uh, it might manifest physically in terms of ache and pain in the body, or mentally, so anxiety, depression. Um, and uh, anxiety depression and stress depending on the level of it and depending on whether we're listening to our body and sometimes we walk around not realizing and handling the symptom and this is dangerous because somebody can be in a depression for instance for like 10 years and be treating it with um, tablets and uh, prescription medication uh, using the the pharmaceutical world and never really dealing with why and so all that the medication is doing is only looking at the symptom and treating the symptom so it's essentially you know for want of a better understanding of it it's keeping us sick because it's keeping us in the symptom and when we understand why so the root cause essentially that changes how we can experience it so I, I've actually had people that have had you know long-term depression and when the uh, root cause is identified and the emotions are released then they feel different you know they've come off their medication which is amazing you know if they've been on medication for like 20 plus years and it is directly related that sometimes we're not ready to hear you know and if we're not ready to hear we will only focus on the symptom and so It's important to allow the person, I always say, when you're ready to deal with the problem, let me know. Because some people aren't ready. Some people are locked in the symptom because they can do something about the symptom because it's easier to look at the symptom rather than look at the
1: emotional place of what they've not handled. Exactly. And wouldn't you say also that part of the reason could be because... When they look at it and they look at their life, they may have to make a change. They may have to actually take action and do something. And so many times we just want to hide. We just want to put our head down and just keep going because that's what we're used to. That's what we know. We don't want to learn anything new. We don't want to change who we surround ourselves with. What are your thoughts and what's your experience been with this? Distraction. It's really,
2: really, it's a strategy that many people use. And I certainly was guilty of that when I was in corporate. I would just make myself really busy. You know the ones that aren't handling their stuff because they're always working. They're really, really busy. They don't have time for you. And that's because there's something they're not dealing with. The workaholics are running away from something. They're hiding something. And it's an emotional situation that's happened that they just haven't handled. So they purge themselves into their work working some crazy, ridiculous hours. I know because that's the nature of most of the people that come to see me. And that's the nature of who I was when I was in corporate. And it's like um, a strategy to occupy your mind and your activities so you don't have time to be in the emotional space of the trauma. And I would certainly say that Uh, many people move through that kind of experience when they're in the grieving process. You know, we certainly have a lot of that situation around us in our current times. You know, many people are, whether they're young or old, you know, there is a lot of bereavements happening in in our planet at the moment for all sorts of reasons. And even though it's normal, and it's an everyday occurrence. We still have challenges with it, because we don't. We, we've not gone to school and learnt how to handle somebody literally dying, and so our response mechanism, especially in our Western world, is to get on with it, get busy. But the emotion that's undealt with creates trauma in the mind, the body, and in the emotional centre.
1: You've certainly given me and our audience a lot to think about, Caroline, so thank you so much for that. Our topic today, if you're just joining us, is what to do if your partner's not listening. Caroline shared some amazing tips. We both shared some stories of things that have happened to us, so please do go over to our YouTube channel, which is USA Global TV and radio, and please do watch these episodes under The Listening Mentor. Caroline, you also have a Talking Heads episode that is coming up and you just did one tell our audience about that and where they can find your previous episodes
2: Uh, there is on USA Global TV um, the YouTube channel there is all the talking heads series talking heads 2022 and all the different talking heads are listed under that channel and I have a series called the chakra healing series and you'll find all my uh, episodes in under my name, Caroline Heward. This week, I've been looking at the heart chakra, <laughs> believe it or not. So loss, uh, grief, and uh, it's it was quite a moving one for me to do. Uh, and also you'll find that as you go through the series, it's also... A healing series as well because it will give you insights and awarenesses that you probably wouldn't be aware of previously um my topic coming up this this coming week next tuesday is um the throat chakra so it's about how we communicate or not communicate so this is very in alignment with the listening mentor um and i'm on every tuesday at five o'clock um uh us uh uh, English time, um, British summer time. And um, so you'll catch me live uh, on YouTube, uh, on the channel, or also on all the different social media platforms Facebook, LinkedIn.
1: Thanks, Caroline. And we have your banner up. How can people reach out to you other than the YouTube channel? And who should contact you? You can reach me on no more stress at live.co.uk. Um, That's probably the
2: easiest because, you know, we're a global channel here and uh, different time zones. Or you can, um, if you reach out to me on email, tell me what your problems are and we can schedule uh, a time to organise a free consultation, either by call, by Zoom or by Skype, whatever is easiest. And I will look at one issue. And you will feel incredibly relaxed. I've had so many people say, I can't believe how relaxed I feel. And so that's a gift, you know, to all the listeners. And I always offer that gift because we have to start somewhere. So that's a free 30-minute call. And I also offer uh, an introductory session for an hour on Zoom or Skype uh, for an hour, which is £99. And um, that will be, you know, looking at more symptoms. And that just gives you a deeper level of experience and looking at more than you know, about three symptoms.
1: Brilliant. Caroline, thank you so much for your generosity and thank you so much for your expertise and your education and sharing what you share here on this platform. I really do appreciate you. Thank you. And thank you for offering me the opportunity to be here, you know, on a weekly basis.
2: This is amazing for me to be able to reach so many more people to help them with what I do. You know, this is an incredible experience for me to be able to do this. Thank you.
1: Thank you and stay tuned because we are continuing to grow so more and more people will be coming along and having an opportunity to meet you and to meet our team and to meet me so thank you everybody watching or listening we hope you have a wonderful weekend and our thoughts and prayers go out to all of those who are impacted by Hurricane Ian and Caroline over there in the UK you're all going through so much as well with the petrol prices and food prices and uh, state of mind, mental health, the value of the pounds. There's there's a lot of issues anywhere you look. So be strong, everyone. And I just suggest focusing on gratitude, what we have to be thankful for and just giving thanks all the time and then spending our time helping other people because there's always somebody who's worse off than we are, Right. Absolutely. Attitude of gratitude, that's beautiful. You know, if we're looking at what
2: we are grateful for, then we attract more of what we're grateful for. And in that space, then we create more positivity. It's very easy in today's climate with all the things that are going on worldwide to really go down into a tunnel of despair, you know, and we're all human. But the powerful thing about looking at what we're grateful for starts to turn the tide literally to bring you more positive things
1: i couldn't have said it any better thank you so much caroline caroline and i are heading off and i'll be back with my talking heads episode on the art of the interview so please do join us for that thank you again bye everyone see you next week see you next <laughs> Bye. Week. bye.